Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Take it back. Do, 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 do. Take it back. That was from a show called White Shadow. Many years ago, old show. It's about a basketball coach in a small town. I used to watch those reruns as a kid. And for some reason, I'm remembering it right now. But I loved it. Hi. I'm Jamie Rodriguez, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This and every episode, and I bring you exciting guests in the world of music. Hitmakers, fresh talents, and legends. On your favorite podcast platforms. Wow. We got a lot of great listener feedback about today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. She was in our show last month for a mini episode that we did at CMA Fest. Her name is the one and only Grace Lear. So... We have her back on the show for a proper episode, learning so much about her, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you may remember her. Um, she's she's preparing her her EP release in September, September 14th. And by the way, you can pre-order it right now. She had a great run on American Idol, uh, top 10 or 10, 11, something like that. And now she's like an established voice in Nashville. Uh, she just released a brand new single, After One. Uh, you know, she's got a great story. You know, years before Idol, she was an American Juniors, which was like like a brother, a sister show of the show. Also with Ryan Seacrest, um, you know, so it's been a great artistic run. She played uh, Division One soccer, really good at it in California, where she's from in Northern California at Berkeley. And she's just tenacious, disciplined, funny. Uh, just uh, great to have her on the show, Grace Lear. Uh, check more about her at www.gracelear.com dot com guys and if you're new to the show we welcome you first of all and we do humbly ask for a small favor of your end please click subscribe click review those things matter in the world of the intranet but uh thank you guys for joining this is grace lear on j-rod concerts the podcast Well, Hello. look who we have here, Grace Hi. Lear. Do you want me to put it this way? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay, cool. Look Hi. at you, Grace. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Unbelievable. You know, the last time we saw you, which was only like a month ago, I just have to say, since then, you've put out like a single that is like yes. trending like all over. You've oh, put thank out you. A, you put out a video for it. You've traveled. <laughs> you've been on the beach. I mean, you're like the <laughs> definition of live with passion, Grace Lear. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so good. I'm good. Love, Love to it's hear been it. It's really hot here in Nashville, but we're getting it through it. It has. I know. <laughs> but barely. Barely, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, my God, Grace. And, you know, all kidding aside, you know, one of your life mottos uh, is that quote from Jennifer Lee, right? Like, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Hmm. And we thought that was such a powerful quote, Grace. Uh, and once you find this in one's life, it's really like everything, isn't it, Grace? Like it makes everything so easy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I grew up with, you know, my mom and dad were just very big on, you know, don't don't chase the money, don't chase the fame, just chase what you love and everything else will fall into place. Um, and as long as you're doing what you're passionate about and what you love, then that's that's a happy life, you know? So I try yeah. to do that every day. 
<laughs> yeah, and it, and it keeps you going like through the bad days and all the good days as well. And I yeah. feel like and I feel like you've always done that. And speaking of of challenging moments, Grace, um, eleven years ago, I mean, you're at San Ramon Valley uh, High, you know, still a student, of course, you know, with the with the dream of what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you around Thanksgiving, right? Because it's like Thanksgiving, and you are honoring your friend, a fallen Marine, uh, your friend Josh Corral. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that is a really cool story, Grace, because you're performing this Rascal Flatts song in his honor. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you forget the lyrics to the song, right? Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was actually in college at the time. Um, I was a sophomore in college. Okay. And we went back to high school, to our high school, where we had a memorial for him. Um, yeah, Josh Chachi Corral. Mm-hmm. And um, his family, him and I actually went to a uh, freshman homecoming together in high school. No way. And we okay. were, yeah, we were really good friends. And he was a really good friend of mine. I was very close with his family growing up. And, um, you know, to be able to bring comfort during a time of loss. And it's just a really hard time for a whole community in my hometown and for his family and all of us that were friends with Chachi. And for me to be able to just perform, um, you know, to comfort people through music, I think is a really special thing. Um, but yeah, I had learned the song. <laughs> I, had, I learned the song that day. And I remember being just like overcome with emotion and not only, you know, trying to put on a perfect performance because his family's there, the whole town's there to hear me sing and, and, you know, um, pay tribute to him. Uh, but I, yeah, I totally forgot the words. And I just remember um, everybody just being very encouraging and kind of felt him in that moment, um, kind of lift me up and say, you know, Gracie got this. And yeah. Uh, yeah, every time I sing the national anthem, that's something that calms me down. Um, I've been performing the anthem since I was a little girl, right. but um, when I perform it, I always think about him and, um, and, you know, and our, you know, just all, all fallen soldiers and, and everybody that has given to this country. So I'm, it's an honor to sing it, you know, every single time, but um, he's really close to my heart every time I sing that. Sure. Sure. But this was like a moment for you, Grace, right? And I, and I mean, mm-hmm. career wise as well, like, because, you know, you yeah. were still, I mean, you knew that you wanted to do what you're doing, but you weren't 100% sure if it was going to be LA, Nashville, like you were still figuring mm-hmm. out a lot of like variables, right? And like this, from yeah. what I understand, like when the community like lifted you up, like the lyrics were forgotten, but like, like you realize like, okay, this is the power that I want to like share, right? Yeah. I remember my mom and I were, you know, I, I had, I had sang, it was very emotional and we were leaving uh, the high school, walking back to the car and I, I stopped her and I said, this is what I want to do. Like I knew at a very young age, it's what I wanted to do. But mm. when you have a moment like that, that's so powerful and you realize a gift that you've been given that you get to share. I feel like that was Chachi's way of being like, you know, and he used to always call me a superstar and he would always be really encouraging with that too. But it was just kind of a, it was a big moment for me. It was, you know, I was, I was in college and you're, you're figuring it out and, you know, you're figuring out what to major in and you're like, what are you going to do after you graduate? And I knew that I was going to hang up my soccer cleats and yeah. go after music full force when I got my uh, college degree. So, Oh my God. So much to unpack yeah. there, Grace. No, one, like- no one's asked me about that. And so I'm getting kind of emotional talking about it. I never, it's like, that's a story that I, I, I never really bring up. So thanks for, yeah. thanks for talking about it. <laughs> no, like you're, you're like a fascinating soul. We love talking to you and we love seeing you around town. But uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you knew like obviously like what you wanted to do for a long time. And, yeah. you know, every, obviously like you came to consciousness with American Idol and uh, you've talked a lot about that. But, and by the way, but like I do remember, by the way, Grace, I was cooking in Miami with some friends in the kitchen. I remember it was like mm-hmm. taco night and we had a TV in the back when you sang Crowded Table. And we were like, holy shit, oh. that girl can fucking sing. Like we like, we 
they were like <laughs> looked at each other. It was fucking great. Um, so <laughs> full you. circle. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, but you were an song. American juniors, obviously. I was. Uh, when you were like a little a little child, you made it like to the semifinals, basically. Um, like it's mind blowing, like you know, this story because you're so young, you know, you're with your dad in the Rose Bowl at 3 a.m. Like, like just crazy at 11. Like, yeah. what do you, do you, what do you remember from like this time? You know, it was like such a whirlwind, 10, 11 years old and all this shit mm-hmm. happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, so yeah, I was 10 years old and I had been taking voice lessons. Um, and my vocal coach was like, Hey, there's this new show. I, you know, she saw it in a newspaper back then with, you know, advertising in the newspaper. Right. Um, but she said, <laughs> right. She said, Hey, the, I, I read this thing in the newspaper that, you know, this American Idol, which American Idol had um, just had two seasons. Um, Cause this was 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said, there's this like kid version of it. And I think it'd be really, you should just audition for it. It'd be really fun. Um, so my dad and I, yeah, we went to that first audition and it was funny because we stood in line. We caught there probably at like 4 a.m. Right. We stood in line all day. And then I didn't even audition that day. They had like, it was all day and it was the end of the day. So they gave me a number to come back the next day. Gotcha. Came back the next day. And um, yeah, we just went through the audition process. And that was, I mean, it's funny because I remember getting eliminated probably I remember meeting Ryan Seacrest. That was, that was so cool. And singing on stage, I sang to Sir with love and my family was there, but I remember getting eliminated and thinking that that was like the end of my life. That was like the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. I remember, I don't think I've cried that hard, like really over something in music, like since that moment, that soul crushing moment so of getting eliminated and I made it to the top 20, which is a big deal. And then they cut it down to 10. And right. so it's funny when you fast forward to, um, you know, 2020 doing American Idol um, and me then making it to the top 10. So it was kind of yeah. a fun, you know, uh, a big moment. But uh, yeah, I just remember being, you know, I loved being on stage and American Juniors was such a fun experience to, you know, be in a studio, get on stage and, and tell my, you know, you know, tell my story and just another way of learning this career and learning how to perform um I think the vote the voting is is you know it's a competition so for me being an athlete and a musician um I feel like th- those two go hand in hand with doing a television show like America yeah American totally Juniors. oh my god such a great story and then you go back it to your fun. town and you're like a little star uh, and I want to ask uh, you yeah <laughs> I was <laughs> it's like for people like in the grocery store like little grace yeah. you know I remember going to like my community pool like shortly after the show ended <laughs> and people were like oh my gosh were you on were you just on a tv show were you on American yeah. Juniors and, and I was like yeah this is so weird you know like uh-huh. I was just a normal kid you know Danville such a great little town that I grew up in and everyone's you know very down to earth so it was it was funny experiencing that first you know like oh people know who I am this is this is weird and totally. that but that <laughs> experience of American Juniors really did help kind of start my performing around the Bay Area um I would and my dad was kind of just stepped in as almost like a manager of mm-hmm. some sort and he he's just he's extremely persistent and would just email and call everywhere and anywhere we could to perform and so sure. I started doing just you know, small shows here and there, benefit concerts. Um, I did some well, stuff with radio y- Disney. Y- your dad, your dad's got a great career as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so he knows about rejection great. and he's made a great career out of it. So yeah. 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 My dad's the best. Absolutely. But just that experience I think was, was really good for me. And um, yeah, I, I learned a lot. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah, great. And I want to ask you about after one in a minute, but but like, yeah. you know, you strike me as like super competitive. Like, do you miss, like, do you miss that, comp that competition that maybe you had in soccer or, or like, does that still feel you? Like, I feel like you're a little bit of, of a competitor yeah. in a good way. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think my biggest competition will always be myself. I'm very, very hard on myself and I have an extremely high standard yeah. um, for myself with, you know, me as a person, as a human being, um, you know, with my career. And um, so I think that's where my competition is still there, but I, it's very different. I think playing a sport and now my music career, it's a very different competition. And with, especially with country music, you know, everyone is so um, in it together and it's such a community and everyone's yeah. very encouraging and motivating yeah. and everyone wants to help each other because we've all had to start at the very bottom totally. and we all know how that feels. And so I think, I think it's different, but yeah, I, I think having my competitive edge does help me a little bit. because I just want, I, I have just really big goals. I want everything. I want to, you know, play the Grand Ole Opry. I want to play the arenas, thing. you Fuck know, yeah. <laughs> all of it, Fuck all yeah. of it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah, Grace. Uh, I think that's where, you know, it, 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 it's helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, let me ask you about that, because I remember in 2020, everyone was like growing as people, you know, people were like shedding stuff like in their personas, you know, like, what are you like competing with you against right now? Like when you say you're competing, like what, Grace Lear, like your career aside, like what is something that like you're like working on, maybe as a person, as a human, like, you know, take us a little bit in, in, in there. Like, what are you working yeah. on? I think I, I work on staying present. I'm very bad at, or I, I've, I think about the future a lot. I think a lot of people do. And I, yeah. you know, I'll get anxiety over, you know, am I doing enough? Like, you know, sure. you know, what's the next thing, the next thing. And, and the, the music industry is hard too. And being a new artist, you know, people are always constantly wanting more and more music. When's, you know, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? And so I just try to take the moments. I try to get off social media when I can. I try to, you know, I, I work out a lot. I'm very big on fitness and I love yeah. to cook. And so I think I'm working on with myself is just to, to take those moments to be present with the people that are in my life. Um, instead of, you know, just looking on to the next thing or constantly um, trying to, to look forward. I think oh, totally. it's easier said than done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think we all deal with that. It's just one of my big things at the beginning of the year was just to stay present um, yeah. and, and take, and take in the little moments too, like CMA Fest, which is the last time you and I chatted. I mean, it's, um, it's that it's those first moments for me that are going to, mm -hmm. I'll always remember those, you know, CMA Fest next year is not going to be the same, you know, right, I, I, right. I've done it. So and, <laughs> right. you know, putting out my first EP is not going to feel the same. It's my first EP. It's my first record that I'm ever giving to the world. And I've been singing since I was a little girl. So yeah. I'm trying to just take in those moments and, and soak it all in. It's so important that you know that, you know, a lot of like, you know, my musician friends here, everyone is working so hard, like you say, putting out the next single, putting out, you know, gigs every weekend, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And no one ever like stops and say, you know what, Grace Lear already, you know, has created yeah. such an impact for like her whole California community. She's making a name for herself. Like, by the way, your EP that is going to come out in September is going to be a huge hit because you, <laughs> because people already love you as a person, mm -hmm. like your name Thank is like you. a standard, you know what I mean? So like, you know, it's good to like step back and see what you've done. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody should do that. You know, we're all trying moving so fast and it's such a hustle culture that we live in. But I yeah, know. to take those moments and pause and and give yourself, you know, a pat on the back and say, hell yeah, look at what I've done. I love it. Uh, one I of my it. favorite quotes, I read it on social media. It I don't know who it's by, but it's like you're 
you're currently living something you once yeah. manifested. Like you, you once, you know what I mean? Like totally. that is so powerful. It's like, wait, for me, I've always wanted to do music full time. And that was mm-hmm. something I used to talk about and I wanted and I right. manifested. Yeah. So think about how much more you can manifest and Grace think Lear. of like, you got, you got Grace this, Lear. you know, you played, you played CMA fest, <laughs> you played a sold out city winery. Like you're doing so much shit. I know you're thinking about the Opry and you will, you get all that, but like, yeah, enjoy the process. Like I get that. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's talk about, you know, after one couple of things here that I really love, like the video, let's start with the video, like okay. a necklace. What is the story oh, with the right, necklace? Yeah. Because yeah, it's... so that's actually just the visualizer. We have a more in-depth music video coming out okay. very soon. Yeah, okay. so yeah. that's uh, but that was that was really cool. And um, yeah, this is my grandma's necklace. My grandma Bonnie, she passed away uh, June 2020, and um, she she passed this on to me when she passed away. And it's something that's really special to me. And and I remember um, when we were taking those pictures in that red dress, I was like, I want to wear my grandma's necklace with this red dress. And I, <laughs> I, so I, cool. I did tell my stylist when we were, we were putting the outfits together for the photo shoot, I said, I have my grandma's necklace and I, I want to wear it with something. And she was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And so the red dress was perfect. And, um, yeah, I remember, you know, one of the last times, the last time I saw her was her 92nd birthday and she was wearing it on her birthday. And I said, Grandma, I love that necklace so much. Oh my gosh. You know, it's a squash blossom. And she was like, cool. You, you can have it, Gracie. It's yours. Oh my and, God. Um, and my dad, I didn't know, you know, you know, there's all the divvy up of everything when someone passes. And so it wasn't until Christmas that um, my dad gave it to me for Christmas and I just lost yeah. it. So yeah. um, it's very near and dear to my heart powerful every time i wear it yeah so oh it's, it's, my god it's great Thank you gotta you. wear it when yeah. you play like the opry for the first time oh yeah absolutely for sure yeah. i'll take I love i'll that. take her with me yeah <laughs> all right let me leave you with this grace i mean the songs like you know after one which like like all your songs are so like i love it because they're so relatable but you do it in like in, in like a very like you know you don't go overboard one way or the other like you play it like it, so you connect with all these experiences mm-hmm. are these like real life experiences grace yeah, I mean, a lot of my EP, it's uh, it's very, it's going to be a lot of heartbreak stuff. I wrote yeah. it, you know, it's funny with music because right now I'm in a very happy relationship and I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all good. Um, I've, but I've, I mean, met, I've met your boyfriend, great guy. Yes, you met yeah, him, yeah, Tyler, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's wonderful. But I mean, when I was writing this record, I was going through it. And, and sure. for me, when I go and, and co-write with people, um, I try to lead with that, you know, as much as like, there might be some cool, clever titles, or there might be some, you know, some interesting songs to write. But for me, what I like to lead with is, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. Um, this is an idea I have because I think people can relate to it. That's typically how I start every single write that I have. Um, I try to lead with that with my heart and, you know, all the way back to broader girl. I mean, that was just a true story start to finish. (laughs) And that's how we wrote the song. I said, Hey, this happened to me and we wrote it. Um, and with after one, you know, that kind of just is more a song about a feeling. I feel like broader girl was a story start to finish very nineties country in that way. After one, I knew I wanted to be my second single because I think it shows a different side of me. I think it shows that heartbreak feeling and, and really going through it and the struggles of it. Whereas broader girl was kind of cheeky, almost like keeping it lighthearted, even though it was a shitty situation, but with after one, it's hard to move on from someone. It's especially when it's late at night, especially when you have that one drink or you see that one text on your phone and you're like, damn it. I thought I was moved on from this and I'm totally not. And this is harder than I thought. So 
that was for me, you know, Tate brought in the idea of after one, Tate Howell, who co-wrote it with me. And then we all just kind of started giving our own take on it. And I took it from my own experiences, trying to move on from a relationship, watching my girlfriends and guy friends try to move on from a relationship and how hard that can be. So amazing. that's what after one is. And I'm glad everyone's loving it. Well, Grace Lear, you have said it all for today. What do you got going on today? What's a typical day for you right now? What do you oh got my gosh, on? I've been writing a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I have a, I have a couple more interviews after this. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing and doing social media and just trying to, we have another single coming out very soon. So there's more in the works. Of and, course uh, there yeah, is. We're so just getting, we're just getting started with the Grace Lear yeah. experience. This is just chapter, <laughs> chapter two, chapter two That's of 20. Right. I love it, yes. Grace. Thank you so much. What a great way to Thank start the day. So Appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. See you around. <laughs> you too. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.